Yo, this is Beach, back for another episode of One Degree Separation. Still here in New York, doing my thing. I'm here with my friend Ellie, very talented friend of mine. And yeah, overall creative, can't put her in a box. So I definitely want her to explain who she is and how we know each other and why you should know about her. Yeah, so go ahead. <laughs> All right, what's up, guys? Um, it's Ellie, or people also call me Wolf sometimes. I fuck with that. And um, I'm from Indonesia, Jakarta, Indonesia, like basically an island in the middle of nowhere. Everybody always thinks about Bali, but like I'm not from the resort town. I'm like from the gritty ass, like nasty brown water town. So, but it's it's similar to New York in a sense, but it's just more congested, I think. And it has like suburban taste Mm -hmm. in terms of like how people pass their time. Um, me and Vij, man. <laughs> this is just like the beginning of an era. The origin story. Yeah, no, it's just like we have a mutual friend that's like B. And how I met B is another story, but like that's lit as fuck. It's basically just around like 2014 when I was like, yo, I'm gonna start like meeting cats on the internet and see how things go, you know? Uh-huh. So I met B. She would, she just like, we just follow each other and then we would comment on each other's like pictures and shit. And one time she saw me like, um, reading a Ray Bradbury shirt, um, like book. And uh-huh. she was like, yo, that shit's fine as fuck. I love Ray Bradbury. And I'm like, oh, sci fi stories are bomb as fuck. And then, um, so that was it. She came through New York. I let uh-huh. her crash my place. It was just like, that's when I sold me right there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Shout out Beatrice. Uh, at Beatrice Ursula. Hey. Very talented individual. Yeah. Uh, good friend of mine. Someone I met on the internet, too. Hey. On oh, Tumblr. Man. That's my only Back Tumblr. In the day, that's man. my only, like, real Tumblr friend, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. And then one time we just picked her up in the mission to go to Flash Mob. Where I, oh, randomly. Oh, shit. Word. Yeah. Y'all got get super rowdy at Flash Mobs because I know mm. those go ham. No, this one was a cool one. This one was on top of uh, Bernal Heights and like people were making hot dogs, like <laughs> drinking beers, just taking like squad photos, like yeah. mad squad on squad photos. Yeah. There wasn't I, like blowing a fire and all that? Nah, it was like a meetup. More Ooh. more of a meetup than like the actual mob. Word, but, uh, word. Yeah, man. Shout out to that day. I met Vavi. Uh-huh. Vavi Mommy. I Yo, met... all the cats in Bay Area, man. I have mad love for y'all. Yeah, for real. Dude. I met I met everybody that day. Like, I, th- I might have met, like, Amina mm-hmm. and all those other fools. But, yeah, that was, like, a very special day. Mm-hmm. Meeting up with people. Getting close with uh, Beatrice. But, yeah, I mean, I think the first time we kind of interacted was... It was either in the Bay. I'd rather not talk about that story. You know, it's kind of it's kind of too crazy. Now that you said that, it's kind of too <laughs> we crazy. Gotta, we gotta talk about. That. There's no secrets on there's this no, podcast. There's no there's no secrets on this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Like, wait, was the Bay the first place we met, or was nah, it? Nah, dog. Was it here? I feel like it was here, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So I think we met in New York. And we were like, let's hang out, let's shoot. Yeah. And the one, the one main thing that I remember <laughs> was like, like rooftoping was hella big, like, uh-huh. like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I think Ellie was like, yo, we should go on top of that building right there, tall ass building next to World Trade Center. <laughs> and so we go in, we go in the elevator, and there's a lady like, it's one of those elevators you gotta use the keys to uh-huh. get in. And this lady takes us up to the 15th floor, like, no questions asked, she takes yeah. us to the 15th floor. And 
Then, mind you, this building is like 50 floors up. So, <laughs> Yo, we this walked, is so hilarious, Dude, man. we walked 40 flights, dude. It took me like... It, I had to take hella breaks, dude. That was a great, Yo. great first day, for great first impression. We got some fire photos. I think like, we got some photos with some pigeons, like some crazy pigeons. Hell yeah. The pigeon got in your hair or something like that. <laughs> no, uh, for real. The sun was setting. It was mad pretty and shit. Yeah, and it was, it was windy, but like the view was sick. I mean, and then there was hella people up there playing pool Yeah, and shit. it was a party, man. But yeah, so that that's like the beginning of me and Ellie's relationship. Um, and then we copped that Bauhaus. Yeah, we caught Bauhaus. Shout out Bauhaus. I got that today. Very delicious pork, like pork buns. Kind Hell of, yeah, know? bro. Their fried chicken buns are bomb too. Oh yeah, yeah, you can get them spicy. Yeah. And I think you can get them. In Yo, the Eddie bar. Huang, you gotta like sponsor us real quick, you know? Yo. We young cats coming up. Fresh <laughs> off the boat, Eddie Huang, you know? Hire me as an extra, bro. Dude, I'm so down to travel with that guy and take photos or something. Yeah. Anything, man. I'm down to intern. But yeah. For real. So transitioning from what you're saying from indonesia mm-hmm. like, i don't know anything about indonesia so i was just wondering like yo like what was that move from this country in in asia mm-hmm. um all the way like directly no you you said you lived in seattle right something like yeah. that okay so i guess just the overall transition from like this foreign country to america and then maybe specifically new york so yeah, yeah just speak on that okay so i uh i was born and raised in jakarta indonesia and it was interesting like it was cool i have an older brother so we would just like all our lives are basically going to school mm-hmm. going right back home because we like they my parents didn't let me hang out with my friends after <laughs> class you know like finesse saying it's after class or clubs and shit uh-huh. so we we just like went home and then we we would fight and bicker a lot just because, you know, just sibling relationships and stuff. Mm. But he, like, introduced me to hella shit. He loved, like, video games and, like, anime and also, um, like, comic books. Uh-huh. So I would just, like, get, like, super um, into that. We would watch it together. I mean, he would only let me watch him play the video games. Yeah, you never got to like, <laughs> Because he'll be like, oh, you're going to ruin my save. And I'm like, bruh, you know I got these trigger fingers. <laughs> Early trigger fingers, you know. Early baby trigger fingers, you feel me? Nah, but um, it was super cool. So um, I had a lot of time to stay in and make shit. Mm-hmm. And since I was a kid, my mom would always say that all I wanted to do was just stay in um, and color hella shit, like coloring pages and all that, mm-hmm. or like go out and play. Like my mom says I would like make friends with hella strangers. Uh, so like my dad used to go um, to the community pool every Sunday mm-hmm. and he would take us and we would just like swim and like... He would always ask at the end of the day, he would be like, oh, you made a new friend? And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) New stranger. Like, I would have this bomb-ass fake plastic surfboard, right? Uh With, like, a realistic shark printed on it. Yeah. And shit was fire, bro. We would just, like... You know that game when you try to put like something that floats into the under the water and stand on it? Yeah. That's the game that I always like tried to play, but I would always <laughs> try to like slide back and fall basically uh-huh. and make a fool of myself, but it was fun. And Indonesia is interesting because like the division between rich and poor uh-huh. were so prominent. Like 
you would see neighborhoods with mansions in it, uh-huh. and then you would go out on the streets and you would see um, people living under like the bridges, and also just making like homes out of like spare wood and cardboard, and like you would see homeless people begging like with no legs. It's like pretty intense, you know, like to see that disparity. And it was always like a thing for me to be like, yo, that's crazy. And my dad was the type of person that was like, he taught he taught me since I was a kid, like no matter how much you have, you should always never see people for what they have, but you should see them for who they are. Yeah. You know, because that's really important. That's the thing. Like I see a lot of people and I feel like I although I like promote mutually beneficial relationships, I feel like some people only want one-sided benefits. Yeah. You know, they see people and they're like, "Oh, how are you going to help me for my yeah. like, you know, trying to climb to the top and like as so that was it. And then um I went to Seattle in 2012. I was 16. I moved out here because my brother was also going to school here. So my parents tried to um, basically wanted me to go to U.S. to go to school. At first, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in Seattle for two years, community colleges, like taking classes that I thought sounded fun. Yeah. Basically, you know, like oh, psychology, hell yeah, bro, I'm gonna take that <laughs> Get shit. People's heads. Yeah, like I can read minds. Let's do it. You feel me? Sociology, nutrition, like I'll. I had no major, so I'm just taking everything, yeah. right? And, like, she was fun. And then I, like, th- there was this one acquaintance was, like, I was looking at her and she was saying, um, she was drawing in her sketchbook and she's like, oh, I was that. And she was just drawing out type. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, it's this graphic design. I'm trying to, like, you know, get into school. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what is graphic design? So I, like, just Googled it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, you know, like, a lot of things that we experience in this world is, like, graphically designed, yeah. you know? And we don't really actively think about it, uh-huh. you know, until it's all told to us this is the thing that creates logos and all yeah. these things, you know? Websites, experiences, and all that. So I flew out to New York in 2012. Ah, oh, shit. I came to Seattle 2010. I moved to New York 2012. Mm. And... Yeah, it was it was it was huge because Seattle is still a small town. When I got out here, I was just like hella fascinated. Yeah. Everyone was so diverse and so different, and like their perspectives were just amazing. You know, yeah, you would come across different boroughs, and it was a completely different town for each. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, just ex- being able to experience the change in pace and also how diverse it is out here. Um, really opened my mind to a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How was it like for like in Japan? Because you were in a military base, right? In yeah. Japan. And how was it when you like moved to SF and all that? Um, I would say that the move from Japan to the Bay was like really eye opening. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really have like a culture shock. I was just more fascinated with everything and like. Coming from, like, the military background and, like, yeah. in a foreign country, but as an American, like, I feel like that prepared me to have, like, an open mind about other cultures, like, other people. And so, like, yeah, the Bay Area is, like, I feel like it's just as diverse as New yeah, York. Yeah, for sure. And the culture is very much alive, and it's kind of a lot to take in, honestly. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've never taken it in fully. I've just taken it in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
I'm very thankful about the uh, the military background that I was able to grow up in like a crazy country like Japan. Yeah, like, Japan, Japan is, is so crazy. Fire. Yeah, it's like all it's awesome. Every technology advancement starts in Japan. Yeah, they're they're like miles ahead. Yeah, dude. like one of the funny things. One of those funny, unnecessary inventions. I'm pretty sure there's a documentary on Netflix <laughs> about it. But in Japan, some bathrooms, like when you enter the stall, and they like they like know your like your yeah. business, right? Yeah. And then they would like provide like complimentary noise. Yeah, so yeah, people, I know. They can't would sing you. for you. Yeah, people people can't hear you handle your business. I'm like, yo, this is mad genius. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, and like, there's other crazy things. Like they got like smoke rooms at malls. You know, people because mm-hmm. everybody in Japan smokes. I remember so. when I was um, like nine or ten. Yeah. They would have those mobile vacuums that clean for you. Yeah. You know, with like, the machines. Way back in the yeah, day. way back. And then I just realized that they only started doing that here, like now, which is yeah. like that's like ten, like twelve years of gap. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one of the more advanced things that they had was that you can, for years now, you've been able to pay with your phone. Like, oh. like I think, I don't know what, what it's called, but you would just tap your phone, and I don't know if it would access your phone bill, but you can buy buy things from, like, vending machines, from liquor stores Yo, and all that. Yo, but the vending machines are crazy, too, though. Yeah. You got to talk about, like, people sell electronics on vending machines. Yeah. Like, hot food. Yeah. That is prepared for you. Yeah. That yeah, like corn, sense. like hot corn soup. I was yeah. talking about that with somebody, and like their <laughs> mind was blown. I was like, "Yo, it's kind of not a big deal." Yeah, like, they serve it in a can. You yeah, know? yeah. There's like hot drinks, cold drinks, anything, anything you can fit in a vending machine, pretty much. Yeah. But, but yeah, so so you said you came here for school. You know, you uh, you just graduated, right? Or recently, mm-hmm. at least. Um, and I went to art school, mm-hmm. and I mean, I have I have very mixed feelings about <laughs> art school. I feel the same way, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> Honestly, like it's like anybody's like game. Like, yo, if mm-hmm. you want to go to college for something, go to college. Like, it's is I don't I don't think college is necessary. Like yeah, in this day same. and age, in this day mm-hmm. and age, but it's definitely an option that people that uh, that's a viable option for people. But for as far as art goes, do you think art school was necessary to do what you do now, which is like graphic design and art in general? I think um, art school is interesting. It really depends on. What kind? What intention that you went to the school for, and yeah. also, what are you trying to get out of it? Uh-huh. You know, because if you go to art school trying to, I mean, I, I a couple of students that were there were just trying to appease the trend. You know, you know how in art school there's a specific visual trend yeah, yeah. that everybody follows. You know, Helvetica, clean shit, yeah. like everything's aligned nicely. Uh-huh. You know, photo backgrounds with duotones and yeah. shit, like. <laughs> Shit is so hilarious. To think yeah, about. it's all it's all kind of catered to like the corporate. Uh, yeah, like yeah. right outside of school, like that. That those are the people that want yeah. to want hire you. You know. But I think for me, um, maybe it's important for the technical understanding of yeah. things. Just learning Illustrator and Photoshop. I'm the type of person that can't read instruction manuals and understand uh-huh. how things work. I need like a visual. Uh-huh. If somebody shows me, oh, these are the tools, this is how you do it, then uh-huh. I will absorb it and learn it better. Uh-huh. But um, so some parts of that, just something for the technical knowledge, which you can achieve in a year, you know? Mm. And also you can achieve on the internet with mm. like free video classes on YouTube. Yeah. I, yo, the internet is so beautiful it just is. because 
it democratizes knowledge. Yeah. You know, it allows anybody to access yeah, the the, knowledge. The, the, if the you have an internet connection, you can be a genius. Yeah, it like levels like the playing field. Like there really is no excuse. Like if you have internet access, yeah. you can pretty much do whatever you want in the world. Mm-hmm. You can make money, you can mm-hmm. learn, you know, you can elevate yourself and all that. And yeah, like like you're saying, like for, for me though, for art school, I definitely think like the techni- technical issues or like the technical side of things is very important. Like mm-hmm. if you do want formal training and like design programs or mm-hmm. like my, the interesting part, uh, interesting thing part, the interesting part about going to art school is learning um, more of the craft in the background. Because you know, like some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, like graphic design, oh, that's just like Photoshop or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. But like. In my in my school CCA like we had to we couldn't use a computer for like three months like uh, we had to draw all the logos on like <laughs> on like drafting tables used using T <clears throat> using T squares yeah and like graphite pens and like and like inking like inking logos <laughs> is like one of the most tedious things yeah man. dude I remember this shit because one of my teachers used to ask me to print out. A range of letters yeah. and then the space in between each letter just so yeah. you know visually how a letter how is spaced out yeah. you know like the the best balanced most way yeah. like i'm like yo and he would make us print it out and like trace it yeah and yeah, like yeah. color it out and make sure it's all even and shit and i'm like yo this is fucking annoying it is, but then yeah. now i just hasn't have easily the knowledge you know hmm. but i think also yeah, I think most art schools have a have a cr- curriculum where the first yeah. year you need to just do everything by hand. You need yeah. to do painting, you need to do sculpture, you need to do all these things just so you have an appreciation for when you create things out of hand too. I mean, when you make shit from your hands, I feel like there's more energy and more spirit to something yeah. because you put your physical touch in it, you know? Yeah. That's the thing, like once we create... Um, digital creation sometimes I think it doesn't feel kind of like human I guess you know yeah which I'm, I'm not hating on it because I like love shit that you can create like 3D all these have you seen those motherfucking 3D cinema 4D shit yeah intense bro I need to learn that next yeah that's fire but I think once I got to my fourth year uh-huh. I see a lot of students who are trying to please the teachers and mm-hmm. be like Oh, I'm going to create to your aesthetic. Yeah. You know, because teachers purpose, I mean, they probably do this unconsciously, but they have a certain aesthetic that they're looking for in a student. So they try to push it on the student, you know, just with the critiques and all that. Actually, critiquing sessions are important, though. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would have been prepared for, like, the real world if I didn't go to art school and Mm -hmm. got my shit critiqued. Like, critique the hell out of it. Like, yeah, like everything is wrong. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I've seen, I've seen people cry, man. I've seen people like. Rip, Yo, your teachers are savage. Yeah, man. dude. I've seen people rip shit off the wall just because it was a, it was it was trash, dude. Damn. Like, like yeah, like dude. All these teachers, like you're saying, like sometimes the teachers kind of um, guide they they guide you yeah. in their own direction, yeah. which is which is one of my critiques on like going to art school. Yes, cause, exactly. Because. Uh, yeah, I mean, how how do you even critique art, you know? Like, it's all, like, kind of your perspective. Yeah. So I feel like art school kind of skews it a little bit, but I feel like it's our it's it's our duty as, like, artists, students, whatever, to, like, find our way back. But, like, apply these, like, formalities, these mm-hmm. lessons, which is really what I got out of art school was, like, 
a way, a, so different ways of thinking, mm-hmm. design-wise, yeah. um, being open to critiques. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the really important things about art school that I think gets overlooked sometimes is like um, making the connections there. Because there's like every mm-hmm. all your peers are like future artists, future designers. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you don't have to be, you don't necessarily have to be friends, but like, yo, yeah, it's like good to know these people. True. And your teachers, they're probably practiced uh, designers, whatever craft you are, they're yeah. probably actual professionals mm. and i could see why like students will like cater their work to them because mm. they do hire people right out of school so yeah i've seen that definitely and yeah i mean i don't think i ever found myself in that kind of trap because um my teacher kind of explained it he like when he was talking about himself he was like yo like i can never be like an a plus student like yeah. i'm more of like a B plus B minus art student because like I have all these other focuses in the mm, world. Exactly. You know, like I've met like yo, a lot of my like classmates are like diehard graphic designers. Yo, like, I feel that bruh. Like I yeah. do not I mean I would see them in the lab creating logos, creating like art after effects animations uh-huh. from like Monday morning to like Friday night, like they would camp out yeah. at the labs, and I'm like, yo, that's dedications right there, you yeah. know? That's like someone being focused in uh-huh. one craft, which I can never relate to because I'm like interested in everything yeah. and I want to do everything, you uh-huh. know? Like I don't never want to limit myself just to one medium because mm. I feel like as humans we're so complex and multi-dimensional that why would we even try to contain it, yeah. you know? Yeah. What about you? What do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, like, I've never been able to just be this, like, diehard design student. Like, yeah, I don't, like, I honestly don't know if I want to be doing this the rest of my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be open to, like, other things like photography or, like, Mm -hmm. video, traveling, writing, whatever. Like, whatever I can do to, like, express myself. So, I've never really found myself, like, completely obsessed with it. But I do like to focus on like honing my craft more mm-hmm. but yeah i'm not like the type to be like yo like that <laughs> font is like a gotham thin yo. condensed dude like i feel that yeah i'm just i've just never been into that but i guess yeah transitioning to from school to your um personal projects mm-hmm. uh like you're saying like yeah i don't like i don't like to be limited i just want to express myself in any way i can so you definitely do that. You've got all these personal projects on the side. Mm-hmm. Well, you're working now, so you do have, like, all these personal projects on the side. Um, like, your Muse series, which is, like, really, really, like, I've seen, like, fucking amazing and, like, really Thank popular you. with people. I appreciate that. And you just put out this film, a really crazy film. I just watched it. <laughs> uh, you got a zine with Beatrice that you put out, like, a year ago, maybe? Yeah. And you you have some other brand... Or you have some other projects that you might want to talk about so yeah just speak on some of those like i feel like people if the people on the internet know about you i feel like they've like caught wind of your work and that's why they're (laughs) like oh like this is ellie (laughs) yeah so for the muse series it was interesting because when i picked out photography i i already like i touched the camera when i was like 15 Mm. my dad bought me an slr for the first time and i was just always fascinated with the idea that you as a human being could like really make moments tangible you know yeah things that you can't really touch only feel Mm -hmm. and you can show that in a physical like 2d print of that exact moment you know Uh and someone who is experiencing 
the picture might not have been there with you, yeah. but still they could have like a gist of how you were feeling at that certain point, you mm-hmm. know? So that always fascinated me. And on and off, I've um, done photography till I was um, 18. I stopped on and off. And then when I like was in my second year of college or when I was like 19, I like started shooting on my iPhone again. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, this is amazing as hell. You know, it's so portable. And then I started using my second hand, like my brother's camera. And I was like, yo. And then I just started meeting people at that point, yeah. you know, at 2014. I would just link up people from Instagram. Uh-huh. And I was more influenced of, of like, actually, when I was shooting iPhone, I was interested. I had this like mini series yeah. where I would shoot um, like public basketball courts uh-huh. in New York City. And that always fascinated me how the community interacts with this like physical space, you know, that like that's a place that people meet other people in the community and like so that was always fascinating and then once I got like an SLR and started meeting people and like going on like these photo walks I was like I guess I started more catering to towards that influence Uh where everybody was shooting landscapes and cityscapes and it was cool as fuck like I did some crazy shit you know (laughs) like (laughs) with trespassing Uh like going to all these places and, like, in 2015, I promised myself that I was going to travel a lot, uh-huh. you know? So I hit up, like, 10 different states, you know, yeah. that year. And, like, basically made a mini travel film from that, too. And, yeah, it was cool. But then once um, I hit the fall of 2015, I was more interested in, like, how you capture people. Because interactions with other people are so Uh important, you know? When you, like, get to know a person and how they are and, like, what makes their soul kind of, like, what they're passionate about. Uh It's... I think that has more value to me than just, like, a physical, like, building, you know? I mean, somebody could see a cityscape and it could be like, oh, shit, I want to be there. Like, that's Uh dope, you know? But when I portray people, it's me, like, capturing what their soul is, which is why Uh I'm so, um, like, honored when people let me shoot them, you know? Because it's a huge thing, like, for me to be allowed to experience you and also try to show you in the most honest light that you want to be seen, you Uh know? That's like what I realized to some of my photography friends are like, oh, damn, I didn't even see it in that manner. Yeah. Like for me, when I'm shooting people, it's the most selfless act that I could do for other people, yeah. you know, because I'm trying to make sure that they're happy with their portrayal. Yeah. You know, I don't want it to be just like, oh, this is my vision. You're going to yeah. follow my vision. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that shit. You know, yeah. like that's putting people on just a mood board. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want that? Kind of like a like a, a lesser authentic portrayal. Of, yeah, like I've I like seen you tweet like yo like you shouldn't let anybody just take a photo of you. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important. I think like quote unquote models or like photographers like models just let anybody shoot them and then mm-hmm. let anybody manipulate their image and it's just mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Like I feel like if you you are serious about like like having your photo taken like in any extent like you should have like a personal relationship with a photographer like be comfortable and like 
yeah, just accept that maybe it's like a mutual vision, like mm-hmm. the way the photographer decides to carry out your photo and how you decide to portray yourself in the photos. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's super important. Like, I've never... I, I wish pe- more people would think about that, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I remember one time, I don't, I don't know, I saw on a video that a Native American uh, person talked about they didn't want their photographs taken. Yeah. It's because they feel like once you capture their photograph, it's taking their soul. Yeah. You know, and they don't want that, uh-huh. you know? Unless it's on their own ca- cause. Yeah. So I internalized that, I guess, and, like, made it my own, uh-huh. you know? Which is, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But with the Muse series, it's more of also... Uh, it's more like the people of color, right? Like that's Yeah. What the, what the I'm trying to highlight people of color because I feel like in the mainstream media, the more um, power is usually given to not people of color, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I want to make sure that there's a platform for them to thrive because uh-huh. it's important, you know? It was weird, too, because I had this friend in college... And she just didn't understand that I was doing the Muse series. Uh-huh. And of course, she wasn't a person of color. You uh-huh. know, she was like, why are you doing it? And I was like, what do you mean? Do you not see what yeah. is happening in media, dude? Yeah. Shit's crazy. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could get into that later. You know? I'm sure we could have a whole conversation about yeah, that. Yeah, but the Muse series is interesting because I usually experience the person's energy and try to portray it in an abstract manner whether it be um, taking influences from the past either style wise like I'm always fascinated by eras too you know if it's like the 70s I would want to bring elements from the 70s and then try to put it on a modern scale or modern twist you know and um, if it's the future then (laughs) A friend, a friend of mine is here crawling, <laughs> crawling around trying to get camera angles and shit. She's out here, you know, capturing this composition. You feel me? Can you behind the scenes? I feel you. I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Give some people some insight on what it, how it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to bring elements of that. And then I, I have, like, a super wild imagination. So I usually create worlds like different kinds of worlds that doesn't even exist on this plane and try to bring it uh, through people. Yeah. So show it whether they're living in that era, living in like other dimensions, just like show it. So I have a, I have a rough idea on like styling and also location wise and the person. It's usually sometimes finding the person or it's the other way around where I see the person and then I sort of have an idea on how... Um, you kind of just build it around them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just really depends, like, the process. Mm. But um, what other... Yeah. With the film, it was actually a thesis project. Okay. Where um, I was asked to just create something of a to- around a topic that I was interested about. And I was interested about our relationship with time, you know, uh-huh. how it sort of rules our lives, but then people don't really know that it does, you know? Like, yeah. we, we're we like, oh, what are we going to do tomorrow? We plan out all these things, or usually we're mentally traveling back to the past by replaying memories, so we're never really in the present, you know? Yeah. And the, 
that's where when I found out about mindfulness, I was like, damn, it's true, you know? Uh-huh. We go through the past or the future, but never stay in the present. Uh-huh. And the film is a epitome, 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 epitome of it. Epitome. Yeah. Epitome. <laughs> yeah, see, I have, I have shitty pronunciations for some things. So That's why now you know, because usually I write shit out, you feel me? Yeah, anything's <laughs> in the tweets and the drafts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it was a epitome. Epitome. Epitome! <laughs> epitome of that um, relationship that humans have with time. Uh-huh. And how it is like visually, physically, when somebody really can't stay in the present. And they're always constantly jumping from the future to the past. Until you find something or you're aware of something in the present that you want to experience fully. Yeah. That forces you to stay in the present, you know? Uh-huh. It seems like in that film, it might have been, like, love. True. You know? Would you say it's, like, a, like the physical form of love or just the idea of, like, oh, this... Because the character, like, met somebody. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't, I'm not going to spoil the film. Like, they can watch it. I'll probably link yeah. it or something. Yeah, like, the dude, like, pretty much, like, fell in love, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so do you think something as strong as that emotion or that idea or... A physical embodiment is something enough to uh, really ground people, like in this present moment of time. Not like plan for the pu- future, not reminisce on the past, but just be with this whatever thing of love that you have. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing. I am a hopeless romantic. Yeah. High key, you know. High I try key. to pretend High like <laughs> try to pretend she's a savage. You know? Yo, you throwing me off. <laughs> Yo, motherfucking beach is a simp, bro. <laughs> High key. High key. Trying to roast him on his own podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I am a hopeless romantic. It's true. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, I used to write all these poetry, right, about love. Yeah. But then I never experienced romantic love, you uh-huh. know? So once I experienced it, I was like, whoa, that shit's crazy, you know? Yeah. That shit really changes you as a person uh-huh. because all your life you do experience other forms of love which is beautiful too like platonic love uh-huh. and familial love but once you like experience romantic love it's kind of like intense yeah you know but still i wanted the film not to only about be about romantic love mm-hmm. but it's more like at the end it was like oh i am a concept i'm a fragment of your perception i'm whatever you want me to be so it's just basically the person wasn't like a romantic interest. I mean, it was in a sense, but to me, it's more of whatever makes you stay there, you know? Yeah, I think, I feel like in the end, he like realized that, because in throughout the, throughout the film, he was like almost a little like robotic, you know? Yeah. And like, I feel like once he experienced like real life uh, human emotions, maybe emotions that we try to uh, put aside for like our future or like, mm-hmm put aside because we because we felt it in the past don't want to experience it again yeah like was so was it do you think it was more in that type type of sense like he became he felt more human in the end and he found a reason to mm-hmm. stay in the present you mm-hmm. know? yeah it was i mean experiencing emotions is like different emotions that you have not experienced in that form is crazy mm-hmm. you know so that is um a purpose for the film too but I think just the idea of love itself, Uh when you see a lot of uh, space, time, or sci-fi movies, 
or like Interstellar, for example. Uh-huh. You know, um, the characters could only communicate each other on the basis of love. Yeah. And I think love is a really strong energy that a lot of people don't understand at times. Yeah. When you say love, a lot of people tend to um, relate it to romantic love. I mean, our media portrays love as romantic love, purely romantic yeah, love. Yeah, like Valentine's Day, yeah. flowers, dates, and all that. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, platon- platonic relationships, friendships, that shit's amazing. Yeah. But you don't highlight that. Why? Uh-huh. I mean, are you trying to sell shit with, like, uh-huh. teddy bears and shit? I mean, I'm... Okay. Like, nah. <laughs> 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 like, love is such an amazing emotion that yeah. trying to limit it to romantic relations is sort of a disgrace to the meaning itself. Yeah. When you experience love for other people based on not what you want to get from them... Uh-huh. Or even, oh, I'm trying to, like, sleep with you. Or I'm trying to have a relationship with you. When you just love them for who they are, like, that shit can, like, it's crazy. That shit changes people. It's one of the most purest emotions that I think a lot of people have weird connotations based on their beliefs on things. Which, I think you should just feel it, honestly. And not try to place your ego or your insecurities into it Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that i think also i guess is part of the film Uh yeah i would say that okay yeah and then so like can you briefly talk about like what about the zine you put out with beatrice and anything else that you might want to speak on like your projects and stuff Mm. so beatrice and me are like soulmates, which is basically soul homies because we're practically the same person, uh-huh. you know, in terms of energy levels and also ambitions wise. Uh-huh. That's why we relate to each other so much because um, we can really communicate on that level. Yeah. Usually when I try to tell my ambitions to some other people, they tend to try to like be realistic and I'm, or yeah. You know, especially with Asian parents, they're like, they try, oh... They kind of just write it off. Yeah, know? they're just like, oh, but what's your plan B, though? Yeah. You got to make sure that it's going to work out, uh-huh. you know? Like, for example, so when I had uh, the idea of doing a collaboration with each other, uh-huh. we base it off the idea that you, you as a human being, no matter what, should fearlessly chase after your dreams. Uh-huh. Even if people say, oh, it's not possible... Or they doubt you, uh-huh. you know, you should still do it no matter what. Because if it's in your heart and it constantly speaks to you, that means it's important. Mm. Your purpose is important in this world. Mm. So to contribute and also be a better person to other people is important. Mm. And we sort of base it on this idea that uh, the Greek tale about Icarus, right? Yeah. Him and his father was stuck in a like jail palace somewhere on top of a hill. I don't know. He was fighting Minotaur or some shit, and they tried to escape. So um, Icarus built uh, his father built two wings made out of wax, one for him, one for his father. And then I think a lot of people view that tale as like, oh, you need to listen to your parents. But I think I view it more. So they tried to escape, Icarus flew too high up, and 
the sun's heat melted his wings and he fell into the sea. Uh-huh. Me and B had a different connotation to that. We saw that as like, even if you fail at certain moments in your life, you still have to try at it. You still have to go at it full, full handedly. You know, you can't, uh-huh. you can't do half-hearted shit and expect full, full-hearted results. Yeah. You gotta just do at it, and then if you drown, then you drown, bro. Just swim. You feel yeah. me? Like. <laughs> Like, don't limit yourself. <laughs> yeah, scared money don't make money. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like if you, yeah, like I feel like that's very applicable to artists and like anybody. To be honest, like if you're not willing to go all in, then once you fail, you're just gonna be disappointed. Like you, you're not gonna realize like, yo, this was just one attempt, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the the story's kind of morbid. Like he did fall into the sea. You True, know? it was like you know, his it's all good. Maybe maybe he made Atlantis down there. Who knows, bro? Yeah. Nobody said he died. <laughs> Yeah, but I was thinking. I was thinking about that. I think I think someone's referred to it in like that uh, show on Netflix, Luke Cage, something mm. about Icarus and and the wings and stuff. But I don't know. Like I kind of saw this whole new like perspective on it because of the show. I was like the whole wax wings thing. I was like, yo, like I think that kind of refers to people or to this whole thing about like faking it till you make it, mm. like. Like if you when if you fake it till you make it, then when does it really become real? Like, mm. like if True. if if you're faking it till you make it and you get to this certain level, like too close to the sun, your your wings melt, right? Mm. And then you're just like, you're just left like like you, you I don't know you just fail right there, right? <laughs> so I feel like I don't know. I think there's like a bigger uh, message behind that. Just like if your heart's not like if your heart's not in it, don't don't do it like mm. find something your heart is in i think know? a lot of actions are based on intentions yeah if if your intentions are not good-hearted for other people uh-huh. and yourself it's not gonna go anywhere mm. you know no matter how much money you make no matter how much other physical accomplishments you achieve mm-hmm. if your intentions are not great then it's not gonna affect people the way that you want it to yeah you know so you've been talking like very like in big ideas and philosophies and mm-hmm. all that and like i personally know that like that's what you're into and that's how you communicate mm-hmm. um what kind of I- ideals ideas philosophies theories like have you been like pondering on lately because mm, i right. see i know there's this book Gene, <laughs> right on this table gene keys unlocking the higher purpose hidden in your dna Word. i mean that might be scientific but if there's something you want to speak on like let's speak on it what kind, what kind of philosophies you got on deck Word. Um, so the film briefly touched on quantum physics, uh-huh. which is multiverse theories that in this realm, there's multiple dimensions that you can experience as a human being yeah. or not as a human being, as an energy. Uh-huh. And sometimes we are limited to this ter- third dimension because this is the only thing that we know uh-huh. and our physical body can would take. Uh-huh. But then there's also different dimensions where alternate versions of you mm-hmm. are basically doing the same thing that you're doing with different tiny minute changes yeah. based on the decisions you make uh-huh. or extremely different changes. Yeah. Like you could be an artist here, but then you could be a mechanic in another uh-huh. dimension or you could not even be human. You could be yeah. like a cloud or some shit. But honestly, I do believe in this idea that we as energy puddles are all one. Uh But I think a lot of distractions in this world sort of 
divide us and sort of make us forget this connected collective that we built yeah. you know yeah i think it's all like man-made in institutions and yeah all ideas and like beliefs and it's yeah. like what is the point do you want to fight for something just to be right like yeah. do you want your ego to win at the d- end of the day or do you want to be do you want to like do good for other people uh-huh. you know yeah like what is more fulfilling to you at uh-huh. the end of the day and what else, man? There's just so many theories in the world. But, like, everything that we know is theory. Yeah. Because even if you can physically prove something, it doesn't mm. mean it's real. I think. Yeah. You know? Just because the things that we touch are real, mm. I don't think it could still be an illusion, you know? Yeah. Because do you have crazy dreams? Because I have crazy, intense, like, dreams, Dude, bro. I don't know. I don't- <laughs> I have weird dreams. Like, I have normal people dreams. Like, oh, you know, like, I dream about, like, oh, sending that drunk text or something. Or, like, or like, or like being late to class or something. crazy, dude, because I've never experienced that. I don't know. I just have normal ass dreams, honestly. You gotta unlock that part of you, Beach. Yeah, I'm just gonna take some, like, DMT or something, man. No, for real. Just, <laughs> we should go to our next trip. It's in the Amazon doing I, ayahuasca with motherfucking, <laughs> with motherfucking shamans, bro. But yeah, what about what about your dreams? So, I have crazy intense dreams uh-huh. where sometimes I'm not even human. Yeah. I'm usually just like a torso. Sometimes it's torso. morbid, but I'm not scared in the dream, you know? Yeah. I would be in these crazy foreign places that I've never been to. Uh-huh meeting intense people and i saw a psychology study somewhere saying oh the people that you meet in your dreams you usually have seen seen before you've seen them before nah bruh because these are not even like people sometimes that shit just like boggles my mind one time like have you experienced lucid dreaming no nah okay i wish (laughs) i I don't i don't want to cross that threshold between lucid dreaming and Sleep paralysis. I'm oh. kind of scared of that. I've never experienced sleep paralysis, so I I'm think I'm good. To, it's very terrifying. I know, I <laughs> and know. And I'm scared of scary movies, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'll just be scared shitless. I've life. seen paintings of yeah. in the Renaissance of sleep paralysis ideas, uh-huh. like night terrors, yeah. where it's just like lady just in a, in a motherfucking robe, and then there'll like be a, like a demon like standing on right? her, yeah. you know? It's like some demonic shit. Yeah, shit's know? crazy. I heard, I have seen, like, heard some instances of my friends saying they had sleep they always, they always see they always see figures mm. every person I've talked about sleep paralysis they've seen a figure hovering over them well I've my friend says they heard voices not figures yeah but I mean there's a figure true, speaking to true. you true so but that's you no, also no. transversing to another plane bro. bro I don't know man like if I can't see you and you're speaking to me like I will oh, freak shit. out dude. <laughs> Uh, but lucid dreaming yeah. was crazy when, for the first time, I was in this warehouse, right, in my dream. Yeah. I was, like, exp- like going through it. It was a four-story warehouse. And the other person was walking off, and mm. everything was dr- derelict and crazy. Yeah. I looked out the window, and I was like, yo, this is a dream right now. Uh-huh. And you, when you realize it's a dream, you yeah, try yeah. to control yeah, it. Yeah. Some people usually try to, like, wake up, uh-huh. you know? 
But I tried to control it, and I was like, yo, what if I, like, flew off right now? Like, oh. flew off the window. So I jumped out the window, and yeah. I start flying, right? Uh-huh. And I start flying over the city that I never seen. It looks like Seoul in Manhattan, but, like, more 1960s, uh-huh. you know? I was flying, and I was like, that's crazy. And I was passing through buildings. Like, phasing through them? Yeah, like, like Shadow Walker's X-Men shit. Uh-huh. Like, passing through them. And I'm like, alright, I'm gonna stop at this playground. I stopped at the playground. And, like, there were a bunch of kids. And I'm like, yo, I'm hungry as hell. Let me, like, summon a taco with my hand right now. Uh And that shit came out of nowhere. And I was like, damn. Summon the taco. (laughs) Bruh, this is when I realized that manifesting things is real. It's real, yeah. When that dream and, like, an actual example of you manifesting something comes up. In this plane, when you speak things, it happens, bruh. That's why yeah. shit is important that you gotta speak yeah. what you want. Yo, let me speak on that real quick. <laughs> so we got, I need to know. Yo, so so yeah, so I got like the cover of Adbusters, like the recent issue. Yo, congrats on that shit, <laughs> Thank bruh. Thank you. And it was weird because um, I mean, it's always something I wanted to do was get just get something in print, like inside yeah. the magazine. You yeah. Know? So I'm like, oh, every year I'm like, yo, this year's the year. Uh-huh. But specifically. Like a, like two weeks before before the, oh no like a whole month before the magazine came out, uh, I was with my friend Quinn and shout out Quinn. <laughs> I and, fucking love Quinn, bro. Yeah, dude. thanks for taking me to tacos, bro. Like yo, Quinn, that shit's fire. Quinn, a real one. She convinced me to actually do the podcast. Yeah, actually. and like yeah, we were Quinn. I was with Quinn. She was like yeah, convincing me to do a podcast. And then we went to this like random liquor store where she was like yo, there's like all these cool art magazines, blah blah blah. And, like, yeah, we go in, and there's, like, the Fader, Mass Appeal, Viper, yeah. uh, Wax Poetic, or something like that. And, like, I was like, yo, Quinn, Quinn, like, I'm going to shoot one of these covers one day, dude. Like, real talk. Like, I can totally shoot a Fader cover yeah. you know, one of these days. And, like, it was weird because then, yeah, they had the ad busters on the other side of that of the music section. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, maybe a couple of days later, um, my homie Chris... At Youthful Kinfolk, mm-hmm. got the email saying like, "Oh, like we want to use this photo, like, because it was in the blog post about Black Lives Matter." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, we're interested in using this photo about like the current issues in America, blah blah blah." And like, yeah, Chris was like, "Yo," like, he sent to me, he's like, "Yo, dude, this is this is what you've been wanting, right?" I was like, "Yo, <laughs> dude." So like, I just thought it was crazy that I like briefly mentioned it to Quinn. Yeah. And like and I was like, yo, I don't like to ask either. Like I don't want to ask to work for them. Like uh-huh. I want them to just like find me. And like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, shoot our cover. You well know? that's the thing, when you manifest things that are super specific, yeah. it happens. Yeah. It's so, crazy. Yeah, I feel like like that's definitely one of the um things that I've been learning recently. Like like my friend Emma put me on to like meditation and like mm-hmm. a lot of like holistic things, you know? And like Recently, I've been learning more about, like, affirmations and, like, and manifesting yeah. and just putting things into, like, the universe, the world, writing it down, mm-hmm. putting your intentions out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just been crazy. Like, uh, I'm going to say, like, not everything, like, comes true, but maybe, like, eventually it does. But, yeah, yeah this is definitely one of those things that just happened, like, mm-hmm. after I mentioned it. Yeah. You know? But, that's why prayer works, because you're attracting the yeah. things that you want. You're saying it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I definitely feel like that's, like, something uh, people should be more aware of. Like, yeah, your, your words do hold, like, weight all the time. Yes. So maybe, 
maybe pick your words wisely or like <laughs> or, or just tell the universe what you want out of the world mm-hmm. or like out of your life you know like opportunities fall in your lap mm-hmm. you know and yeah i mean i thought that was interesting what you were talking about earlier with uh like multi-dimensional multi-universe dude i think my personal philosophy on that is like the world the universe whatever is like in multiple layers and we're only one layer yeah and like every every specific move we make just creates another one Mm -hmm. and another one like you're saying it's infinite yeah like like yo like oh i got this coke in my hand I'm gonna drink this vanilla coke. The other uni- dude in the universe wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know. Or like, you could have just thrown it out the window. Yeah, and like you know? each one creates another ripple, another ripple. Yeah. So it just infinitely creates more, which is why I think I think leading to uh, the idea of deja vu, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's why we have deja vu. Is that like we we are where we're supposed to be, like, and what, we're peering into a different yeah layer. Yeah, maybe like the other the other like per us other version of us has already done this and it's yeah. just like popping up in our head uh-huh so like i feel like that pretty much like confirms like oh this is what we're supposed to be doing or like this is when we've made a choice to like veer off or something mm-hmm. you know so yeah. i feel like everything is like tied together in that yep. sense so i mean i mean yeah that's just some crazy things that i think it's about. crazy man yeah shit is crazy everything that we know could change immediately yeah based on what we find out what we learn that's why i think once we absorb knowledge we should be open to changes because i uh-huh. think a lot of people are sort of closed off yeah. they don't want to relearn new habits or new ideas because it's gonna contradict to what they've known all their yeah. lives yeah i think it's i think it's crazy that we were taught throughout like all these years of schooling and like being mm-hmm. raised by our parents to just oh, be obe- obedient yeah, never ask obedient. questions but we we go through all of that only to as adults to unlearn it yeah and learn on our own and be open to other things like i don't know it's just kind of it's just crazy to think about that like we go through all that just to completely try to forget about it mm-hmm. you know or yeah. mold it to like our own doing yeah okay so back to like the work things word so i mean i feel like this would uh like apply to like some philosophies mm-hmm. anyways but yeah so you're heavy on the social media um yeah my personal philosophy on social media is just to finesse the hell out of it <laughs> like it's it's in your hands it's on the internet you know use it as your tool to uh to get to get money to get mm-hmm. exposure to mm-hmm. get your message out there mm-hmm. um because why wouldn't you use everything at your disposal yeah so yeah just speak on like how you've been able to get work off of it how like you've gotten your message out there especially because so you can like push your film your mm-hmm. zine anything that any project you're trying to put out like it's definitely uh conducive to the success of the, those things i feel like mm-hmm. with social media it's a tool, mm-hmm. right? You either could use it for what intention that you base it off, uh-huh. or you can use it for exactly what you need, which the internet is a vast, expanding place. It's a universe, basically, mm-hmm. on a platform that is that we can absorb. Mm-hmm. So with social media, it's the virtual con- connectivity of us as human beings. We can connect to someone in Iceland and Mm -hmm. we could be like, oh, they could experience our message or our work and 
they could feel some type of way about it. Yeah. That's why it's so strong because you are literally connected to every single human being in this planet. Uh-huh. Whether or not be first contact, it could still be indirectly. Yeah. Because everything is a chain reaction. If you influence one pre- person or you inspire mm-hmm. one person, that other person is going to inspire other people. That's the thing. Not a lot of people realize that if you're just good to one person uh-huh. and you focus... Even if it's only just one person, yeah. that person is eventually gonna be kind and good uh-huh. to other people too. Yeah, it's like those annoying chain mail messages, <laughs> email messages. Yeah. You know, like if you don't pass this around, you are gonna die in the fifth night. Yeah, like sort uh, of that. <laughs> sort of like that for positive uh-huh. influence. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I don't know if it's like a, a Tumblr quote or like it's actually like a Tupac quote, but mm-hmm. he's like, yo, maybe. Uh, I won't spark the change in the world, but I might spark the mind that does or something like mm. that. So, like, you're saying, like, indirectly, directly. Yeah. So, like, putting your work out there, is, I feel like it's super it's, essential. It is important because it might be scary, too, because yeah. I know some people that are pretty private. They don't uh-huh. like to put their lives out there, and uh-huh. I do understand that. Yeah. Because a lot of critique and um, insult does come from putting your full honest life in there yeah especially i think also people perceive me on twitter and they expect me to be some type of way Mm -hmm. they would see me as like oh intellectual and serious i guess and i'm like nah that's not that's that's not how i am at all yo because it's as i'm saying different people are Uh multi-dimensional so you would say you would experience one side of them and you would think that's the only part of them that exists Mm. but i could be at a party and be hyphy as fuck like you know how i be bro yeah no for sure (laughs) yiking everything is so yo i love that motherfucking video that costco costco dude yiking on everything (laughs) that shit is inspiration to me like yes be yourself yeah Yike everywhere, you yeah. mean. Motherfucker. Smurder dance. Smurder dance. And like, damn. What else? Wait, this. Millie Rock. Millie Rock. Your way to a function. Any- yeah. Enter that club and just like, Millie Rock, bruh. Millie That's Rock. that New York thing, though. Yeah. I, love, I love New York and all its things. <laughs> you shouldn't limit somebody just by seeing one version of them they're like oh you only want to see that version of them all the time Uh because this person could experience something and change completely and you should also be open to that and yeah dude like social media is interesting because brands are slowly catching on to it too they're like oh it is important that you know the youth and everyone have their eyes on it you, you know tv doesn't even exist anymore in this yeah. world it's all on the internet it's all uh-huh. websites and they are catching on there are now jobs called social media analysts uh-huh. and also social media directors that basically make sure that your brand is up to point on social media yeah. make sure that your presence and your um engagement is strong uh-huh. you know like i worked for the social media agency freelancing and they're getting paid bank by yeah. old heads, old that traditional, yeah, understand. old traditional companies that uh-huh. like, yo, make us cool with the like with young the youth, kids, you know? yeah, because we're gonna, we're, we're the, the ones, ones with spending power, yeah, and, and we're the ones that are gonna take over the world one day, yeah, and people don't realize that, people don't <laughs> realize our own power, dude. We're yeah. the one that, not only us, but we're the one that directs culture 
and decides what is worn. Yeah. Sometimes it could be the other way where someone's like, oh, this is cool, so we think it's cool. Uh But it's also like if you actively think as a collective something is amazing, it's eventually going to happen in mainstream media. Yeah. You know, it catches on. Just like crazy how people, like, I've seen other people start picking up indie artists' work and all that stuff. People are watching for sure. Yeah. And you don't realize that. But it's true. Everybody is watching you. Yeah, I mean, your presence, like, yeah. is is online. It's for, like, everybody to see. And, mm-hmm. like, I also feel like that's a huge responsibility. It anyways. is. Like, whether you want to uphold your brand or Ooh. just want to be uh, a person on the internet, but you want to be private. Like, yo, there's yeah. some boundaries that you need to set on yourself. Like, everybody's like, oh, branding. We yeah. want everybody to fit with their brand. Yeah. What is a brand, bruh? A brand is constantly changing. Yeah. You don't want... Like, I don't want to only be one thing. That's why, I, like, I could post intellectual tweets, and then the other day I'm going to talk about motherfucking... <laughs> sus shit! Because I am sus. And I will fully accept that I am sus. You uh-huh. feel me? Like... Let me live, bro. Yeah. Let me be a full person. Yo, Ellie's drafts are, are kind of crazy. We've we, we read a couple of them. Yeah. Night. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, that. But that, they don't get posted, though. They don't You're get welcome. posted or they're temporary. De- like, she's a tweet deleter, so <laughs> she probably deleted. Yo, but it's all good, though. It's all Gucci. I think the internet do, I feel like it will um, exist for a long time. Uh-huh. So everything that you post on there is permanent yeah and even if you delete it i think the binary code is still there and someone could revive it easily yeah the internet's forever man that's why I, that's my <clears throat> that's why my number one fear ever in the world it's not fucking like killer clowns on the street bro. <laughs> it's becoming a meme dude oh shit <laughs> it's because like that's forever man and like you think your face is memeable Vij? dude like i yo i fall asleep at like functions and normal <laughs> places all the time like like, yo, it'd be, and you know, you're, you're not yo. true friends with anybody unless they, like, take a picture of you and roast you while you sleep. True. So, but, yeah, that's my number one fear is being a, a fucking meme, dude. Yo, Gavin is killing it, though. Gavin is killing it, dude. I hope they, like, capitalize on yo, it. Yo, capitalize. Dude. Gavin, you better be a multimillionaire by the time you're 18 and cash out on those checks. Yeah, dude. Like, your presence is on the internet. Your face is being used everywhere, mm. dude. Some company's going to want to put you Memes is crazy. Like, as you said, what are they again? What? Modern day hieroglyphics, right? Yeah, they're modern day hieroglyphics that we can interpret just like off of easily. Like, like, like reaction photos. Like, yeah, you don't, they don't need to accompany words. You just send them that photo. Like maybe, like, oh, like the the chick that that has math like around her. Yeah. Like yo, like <laughs> you can, like maybe someone older might not be able to understand it, but us as a generation know that's like yeah. you trying to figure out like some bullshit or something. It's basically like, collective understanding yeah. that we have with one another that we're in on. It's like yeah. an inside joke for yeah, every big single inside joke. <laughs> I feel like it's a big inside joke, or we're just uh, very in tune with mm. like like understanding visuals. Yeah, we we're are very visual gener- generation. We are. We like to be stimulated visually for sure yeah. and at a very rapid rate too. Uh-huh. Everything is so immediate. Uh-huh. We want things quickly. Like you know how if somebody doesn't post on social media for 
a week uh, we think they're non-existent yeah that's just crazy it doesn't work like that in the real time but yeah. it does on the internet yeah the internet's like it has its own rules i feel like yeah it has its own perspectives on things and like these pr- perspectives can get pushed on you so easily like if you don't have your own like social media integrity you know yeah. what i'm saying like we were talking about like uh song with yumi because you've worked with brands before yeah and i've worked with brands and like i've spoken like no, nobody's ever told me directly but i've seen like people talk about like oh like like if you're a real ass like artist like don't fuck with brands mm. and i'm like that's kind of like holding yourself back like yeah. these brands like they have the resources and they want to put it in your hand yeah and maybe they want to you to do it a certain way but you can finesse it a certain yeah way, you can you capitalize know? off what they have and sort of direct it to your vision too yeah you know it's just finessing your ways uh-huh. you don't ever think that just because someone gives a key in your hand only their options are available yeah because there are so many different options in this world that you could unlock doors to just uh-huh. based on the capabilities that they give you which is basically money uh-huh. right and money has, um, I guess, power uh-huh. for a lot of people. But still, what you do with that money is what's important. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Like, you can use that money and um, make a project that's extremely crazy, that influences mm. people, not in a commercial way, but changes them as a person. Yeah. You could do that with money. Yeah. You know? But what you do with that money... Uh-huh is what it's really happens. up to you yeah you know? it's up to you you know you can you can flex with it you know yeah you know on some 21 savage shit or yeah you can like put it into your own personal projects back into the community mm-hmm. or whatever you choose to do with it it's like like i'm saying like if, if a brand wants to put money in your hand figure it out figure out how to express it in your own way you mm-hmm. know yeah i mean just don't be a puppet, bro. Yeah, don't be a, don't, don't be a puppet, man. Like, don't don't get corny just because you wanna want brands to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Don't change. Just basically do the work that matters to you, and uh-huh. brands would cater to you yeah. because of that work. Because yeah. they see that you're doing the style, you're doing visuals that matter to you. Like, uh-huh. I don't want to do work that's not fun. Yeah. I don't want to do work that is tolling to me as a person. Yeah. That changes, like, challenges my like morals you feel uh-huh. me if uh, if it aligns with my vision and everything brands are slowly gonna come to you you don't need to search for them they will come to you yeah they'll find you like, mm-hmm. like, like with your motherfucking uh, ad busting <coughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's just a matter i think like like you were saying not everybody puts their work out on the internet mm-hmm. but if you do put your work out on the internet just know that it might have like a profound effect on people mm-hmm. and or brands will find value with it and then mm. they'll find value in you and like yo like, i feel like one of the most important things in the world is to be a value to others you know yeah. whether it be just your friend or mm-hmm. someone that looks up to you or these companies yeah because you're gonna be valuable to everybody like in a certain way and mm-hmm. if these companies want to exploit that because they they do want to exploit your value yes they do and, that a lot <laughs> in your network. but like we've been saying you need to like reverse that expectation. Yeah. yeah. And because once yeah. you're aware of something, they can't finesse you. Yeah. You know? Like they will try to exploit you as a person of color and they think you need this more than them, but yeah. they you they need you more than you need them actually. Yeah. Because you have the influence 
and you already have the power. Uh-huh. They're trying to capitalize off it. Yeah. So once you realize that you're the one who controls what content gets put out. Yeah, I mean the ball is in your court. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything selling out. Mm, yeah, that, fuck sell out, man. Let artists get paid. Yeah. Like <laughs> we want to do this for our lives. We yeah. want to be stable in what we love doing. You know. And I don't. I never understood sellout because why do you not want the artists that you love to be doing what they love and living off it? Yeah. I'd never. This, this, this is not free, man. Like. Yeah. Freelance ain't free, bro. Freelance ain't free. Art isn't free. <laughs> like yo, like if you if you truly support yeah. somebody, yeah, cop their shit, go to their shows, yeah, dude, show five, physical support. Five dollar tickets to a show is nothing, man. Just yeah. skip Starbucks for one day or something. Skip, skip a shot of tequila mm-hmm. on Saturday. Because man. what I realize that people only place money and think they and things that they put priority to. Uh-huh. If they don't think your work is a priority, yeah. they would not invest in it. Uh-huh. That's why you need to surround yourself with people who believe in your work, who yeah. believe that there's value and matter to it, your work. Yeah, that they they like are willing to <coughs> invest, whether it be their presence, their time, or mm-hmm, money. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, all three. Because mm-hmm. like yo, like I don't know. To be honest, like I feel like artists, we don't really talk about it, but yo, like support, like. It is pretty important. Yeah, because this thing, like art and like freelancing and running a business or like whatever, just doing things on your own is very like tolling, dude. Yeah. Like, mentally, emotionally, financially, like it's not, it's, it's really not a game, dude, mm-hmm. you know? So anything you guys can do to be there for artists, like please do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that the work provides you in some type of solace or something, too. You know, you would get something out of it Uh from the experience of whether um, seeing their work and feeling some type of way or finding out a thing about you that you didn't um, previously know about or, I don't know, connecting to somebody with Mm. somebody. Yeah, I think think we're going to wrap this up now. (laughs) We can go on forever. Yo, I want to talk real quick about my brand, though. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't know, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it, so yeah, yeah, talk about your brand real quick. Word. So, um, I'm going to drop the clothes in a week, uh-huh. or Wednesday, next week, and I'm pretty hyped. <laughs> like, I've been talking about starting a brand since, like, 2012, but uh-huh. I never really had the resources or knew how to do it until I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's like that's what a lot of projects need to be actually something that you just need to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you have that urge, just do it. Do yeah. It. And yeah. like I've always been interested in clothing, you know. Uh-huh. My family was are deep in clothing. Like uh-huh. my parents for our second generation like textile owners, uh-huh. you know. My dad has been creating or distributing fabrics since I was a kid, like, I remember just going in the store and just, like, running around, touching shit, and, like, doing my coloring books in there, Uh you know, just being surrounded by fabrics. And I think clothing is one of those important things that if you do find a certain style that you attend to, you can explore part of your identity that you didn't experience before, you Uh couldn't express well enough. Uh And, you know, you experience someone physically and you see them and they're you sort of could like see how they are you know Mm. and i want to create clothes that 
make people feel comfortable within themselves and also they could express part of themselves that they didn't know about basically uh-huh. and yeah dude clothing is lit <laughs> <laughs> i've been experimenting with customizing uh, like existing outerwear yeah and that shit's fine like uh-huh. that's so fun to have a canvas that someone already painted a little bit like a little yeah. bit of just putting your touch and then on just it. putting your touch on it it's pretty dope like i did um the jacket uh-huh. like customized the jacket for here not there the film and then um, my friend also is releasing an album soon and i customized the jacket for like the shoot basically uh-huh. that we're at promo uh-huh. prom- promoting Yeah, I mean, I'm starting off with t-shirts just because it's most accessible to the market right now uh-huh. and everybody can cop it. Yeah. You know, in the price point that it's at, uh-huh. it's important to me that everyone has access to it. Uh-huh. But in the end, I eventually want to like and it doesn't even have to be the same name. It could constantly change, but uh-huh. I want to create things that like either take up space or make it more valuable uh-huh. like furniture jewelry or anything really headwear anything like nothing is really limited at this point we can even create concept buildings if we could like uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. anything really dude like i don't know it's just fun to me to make things and see it in fruition mm. when you create something on digitally on the internet you don't really see it as a physical medium yeah like as a photographer uh-huh. when you print shit out it's different it feels way better to see it alive in the world yeah existing and then imagine just having your designs on people yeah and people to rock it so hard that they feel like it's a part of their identity that they would commit to wear your clothes uh-huh. that's that's a huge responsibility uh-huh. for someone to want to do that you mm-hmm. know and it's a powerful thing for sure Because it's basically painting on somebody's, like it's a tattoo basically uh-huh. on their body that they can temporarily take off, and that's crazy to me. You know, they're wearing your ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I mean that's like taking like uh, supporting to like the next level, or or like the art to the next level. Because like you're saying, like t-shirts, clothing, like t-shirts are like the easiest canvas to mm-hmm. like get out in the world. Because like. Price points cheap. Yeah. Uh, people, everybody wears clothes. Yeah. Everybody wears t-shirts, and then you can slap your art on it. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like the appeal to like create brand, like clothing brands. Yeah. But, yeah, like you're saying, like I feel like what is gonna set yours apart is that it's not limited to clothing. That's just mm-hmm. like the entry point. Yeah, know? it is. It's just gonna be the beginning, and mm-hmm. what's gonna come forth from it is gonna be a wide thing. Yeah, you're just gonna cast a wide net. After yeah, that. and also just. It comes from the idea of what we were talking about, uh-huh. just from being on the internet and being connected to every single being in this world, but also being divided. Uh-huh. That even if we're connected, we still feel detached from one another. You know, like in New York, you uh-huh. go through life, and there are so many people in here. Yeah. But still, you're an individual being that doesn't really connect to every single person that's in the city uh-huh. you know so it's a lot of it's a paradox really of being alone in a crowded world and also even when you're with yourself you're also a part of a greater thing and every single being in your life whether it be in the past or in the present have influenced you in some type of way 
and that's a part of them within you. Uh. So it's that paradox of vice versa, that, and also, yeah, that and that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we're like a sum of everybody we've come encounter with. Yeah. I feel like, because I feel like with every attraction, every uh, body that like comes my way, it's just like... There's a purpose to every single person that you encounter at that specific moment in your time. Yeah, I mean, nothing really happens for no reason like everything mm. happens for a reason yeah and like the dots just like connect like if the connection's there the connection's there if it's not it's not like each person has like that different purpose yeah you know? there's no such thing as coincidence yeah you either attracted that person in your life because you uh. needed their energy or you needed uh. their philosophy at that point or you know that's basically it <laughs> <laughs> or they just came to you from another dimension who knows who knows man who, yeah who really knows these days nobody you know? knows <laughs> anything <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of terrifying and exciting at the same yeah, time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh you cool with that you have anything else you want to say nah I think we're good dude okay yeah okay uh promote promote your your things <laughs> Your brands, yourself. Word, yeah. damn, yo. Links, I feel like <laughs> you know? I need to make one single name, but I have so many. Like, yeah. for my Twitter, it's Elevated Mentality, which I made in 2012, and uh -huh. I never changed. And it's Elevated, E-L-E-V-T-D, because it was cool to not have <laughs> fucking vowels. <laughs> Mentality, which is M-E-N-T-A-L-I-T-Y. And yeah, Instagram photography shit is Young Wolf Town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what else do I have? I feel like I have every single platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only focus on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're a real one, you follow my private Instagram, but that's not for y'all. You follow Because <laughs> I'll be posting some weird shit. Like young selfies up in this Young selfies that Yo, don't. Yo, I that took don't show like. An hour to figure out a caption for a selfie and the fucking angles and shit. I don't know how some people do it, man. Y'all geniuses. Yeah, it's, a, it's an art form in itself. It man. is. I'm not man. an artist. Like, I'm not real. an artist in that lane. So <laughs> it always takes me like an hour to. Yeah, think a about a caption. Like be smart and witty. Like what's up? Sometimes like no caption needed, man. Just tag the photographer. Man. Yeah, yeah, that shit important too. Please credit your photographer. Credit your photographers. Right? You know, pay your artists and photographers. Please rappers, like we do need the credit because our shit is what makes you what's up yeah, your, <laughs> image, your image is our our art yeah know? man and what else no i don't think i have anything else so do you have a website for the brand right now yeah it's gonna be alone's a-l-o-n-e-s bigcartel.com and that's gonna oh. drop wednesday night so it's about to be so so that's next week right now so what right now the next week as of right now. Yeah, right? yeah. And then I'm going to put this podcast out later. So, <laughs> I mean, the timing is irrelevant. It's going to be out Yeah, it's going to be out, brother. <laughs> you know, before, before you even hear this. But Yeah. Yeah, so that's it with uh, Ellie, you know. Hey, peace and out. She has, a, she has an interview with uh, Mishka that you guys can read. Hey. I'll share that on the Twitter. Word up. Twitter account. <laughs> We just got like five. So. Yeah, I got hella, dude. You know, you know, you never know which ones I got. Oh shit! And then I'll share the film and like. Oh damn, yo, reach oh, out here, just putting me on. <laughs> yo, put on your friends though. That shit important. Yeah, put on your friends. Your man. friends are talented. They need the exposure. Mm. They need the shout outs. Your friends are important. 
and they can do great things. So. Yeah, they can do great things with your help, man. Yeah. They can't do it alone. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, support the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Subscribe. One Degree, One degree Separation. What's up, what's up? Oh, we don't need, like, an outro soon. Yeah, so, dude, Like, an intro. I've, I've, like, been slacking on getting, like, a beat. We're going to start producing, too. So, what's yeah. up? <laughs> Then you're going to add another Twitter account name. Or Yo, for real. Help me pick out my DJ name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make a Twitter poll off of that. All right, uh, for shoddy. But yeah, support the podcast. Subscribe, listen. Uh, leave a rating or something. Word uh, up. That's on iTunes. This is on SoundCloud too. One Degree Separation. Follow the social medias. Um, if you don't already, you'll find out. Uh, check out the website, onedegreepodcast.vzilla.com. And you can find ways to support the podcast, like the Amazon portal, yeah. or donate via PayPal, you know? Yeah. Because we, we out here getting PayPal money. Made that PayPal <laughs> bling, bro. Make my PayPal notification bling, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yo, Beach is doing important work. Support his ass, yo, for real. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Gang, gang. Gang. <laughs> <laughs> I- Lit. Gang, I have not done this ever, so. Yeah.